Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real. Only gon' recognize, still, still. I reckon I will. Like we always do with this time. Everybody, it's the KIRP Radio Show. I'm your host, Pudgy. It's a pleasure to be with you all tonight on this beautiful evening. It is... What is it? Oh, okay. It's September 9th. <laughs> it's September 9th, 2012, you folks. 
And uh, you know what? This has been one beautiful day today. I've loved every second of today. Good news, bad news, no matter what kind of news it is, today has been a beautiful day. It was lovely outside. I jumped on a motorcycle, got me a little bit of drive time in. And uh, actually, uh, I rode my bike to church today, went to fellowship with my brother Kevin Daniels. Shout out to my brother Kevin. Uh, you know, I, I'm his right, he's my left, he's my right, I'm his left. That's my man, and that's we roll together real good like that. So shout out to my brother, man. I went over there and got to hear him speak some good words on deaconship, on what it means to be a deacon himself and uh, two other gentlemen that uh, that were members of his church, that were actually deacons of his church. So that was a beautiful thing, man. I enjoyed it. It was beautiful to be over there, and I, I loved every second of it. Got me some word in, and uh, shout out to Bishop over there. And uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of the church, man, and I've been there several times, but I, I apologize. But anyway, you guys, it's not about names with you guys, and you know who I'm talking about. So much love to you guys. I appreciate the love that you show me every single time that I go over there and uh, fellowship with you all at, at your church. And I definitely appreciate that good word that you guys bring forth because it's, it's no joke over there at all at uh, at my man Kevin Daniels Church. So shout out to Kevin Daniels, all you Twitter listeners out there. Uh, hit him up on Twitter. Let me know, let him know we're talking bad about him. <laughs> it's uh, Kevin Daniels Five. Kevin Daniels Five. And if you're listening to this show, I believe you can spell it. So let's get it moving, man. Um, I just want to say. I've been looking at the ratings and the ratings have absolutely skyrocketed. I don't know what happened. We just we've been growing and uh, a lot of people starting to take heed to what we do and uh what we offer and and I'm very appreciative of of uh the emails that I get and 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 the the little bit of mail that we get and you know the Twitter feeds and all the social media stuff we get back man. Even the debates, I'm appreciative for that because believe it or not, you guys open my eyes to a lot of things and you force me to research more. You enlighten me and you force me to understand things from a different perspective. And like I always say, man, each one teach two. So you guys can teach me the same way I'm teaching you guys and maybe we teach somebody else together. That's what we strive to do and that's what we out here for to do and make happen. We have to share ideas. We got to talk about what's going on on a large scale. We got to be interactive with each other. And we just got to understand that, hey, we don't know everything, folks. We don't know everything, so we're in this thing together, and the things that affect you also affect me, so we need to fellowship, we need to build on this, we need to debate it. I I embrace debating, even though it uh, it gets to me sometimes, because, you know, when you you have topics that people aren't aren't very uh, knowledgeable on, it's difficult to try to bring people to the level that you're on or to the understanding or even education to where you are when you've been in it for some time, uh, speaking on politics and policy. And when you start talking about the government and things of that nature, it's it's amazing the feedback that you get. But what's more amazing is the miseducation that's out there. And uh, you can also tell a lot of times when people read nothing but blogs. You know, some folks only read uh, uh, left wing media or right wing media, and that's the talking points they come at you with. The same garbage that we see on TV, and no, it's no disrespect to anybody, but we all we get that same garbage that we see on TV. And the news, they are they are in a business. It's their business to keep you interested, and they have to cater that to a particular audience. So that's what they do. And if you happen to be one of the people in that particular audience, guess what? You've been catered to. So uh, you're not getting the universal truth uh, for which it stands. So, But you know what? It's all good, though, and I appreciate it, and I embrace it, and I thank you guys for shouting us out. Thank you guys for holding it down. Big up to my family for dealing with me, man, because I'm all over the place all the time. Uh, quite lately, I haven't been traveling a lot Um 
but you know, I've been home and it, and, and it's, it's lovely to be home. It's lovely to be around your wife and your kids and, and to share that time with your family. But you know, big shout out to my family, man. My family's B I G in my book. You guys know how I do it. B I G in my book. And shout out to you guys. I love y'all, man. Thanks for putting up with me. And, uh, you know, thanks for rolling with the punches. That's what we do. Also, big shout-out to my football team, man. You guys know I'm volunteering and mentoring. This is a part of the walk that I'm always talking about. you got to pay attention to the community. I'm definitely trying my best to get out there and be out there, get involved and get intertwined with people and start talking about things that bothers them and start talking about some things that matter. But the first thing you have to do is reach out to people and just open your mouth and have a regular conversation. That's something I say every show, and it's something I absolutely believe with all of the love in my heart, my whole heart, my whole body and soul. I believe that the only way to reach people and to touch people is to be engaged by opening your mouth and saying, hello, how are you? And you never know where that conversation may take you. So shout out to everybody out there who are doing that. Shout out to all the people out there who believe in that and all the more than 5.1, 5.2 this week. I'm sorry, 5.2 million listeners out there that listens to the KRP radio show. We may not be biggest some others, but we're making our mark, and I've seen it because some politicians are taking some of our talking points and running with it, even though they didn't agree with us at first. But we ain't going to worry about that right there. So definitely want to give a shout-out to that. Uh, it was a beautiful show last week. Um, we talked about some very, very serious things last week, and now uh, we got some uh, information out there. We had a beautiful conversation among some scholars. Uh, my man, my, my brother Lenny came on, uh, Lenny McAllister came on, enlightened us about this Chicago situation that's going on with the teachers union, the CBS, and the strikes, and all this, that, and the third. A lot of things are going over there, going on over there in Chicago, and uh, I promised that I wouldn't do this. I, I promised, but I gotta break a promise because okay, I'm not even gonna break a promise. Let me put it to you like this: If I was president for a day. Right. Well, I need more than a day because there's a whole lot going on. But if I was the president and I'm I'm originally from Wilson, North Carolina. OK, I got tied to a whole lot of different places. Big up to the Brick City, uh, Newark, New Jersey. Big up to Spartanburg, South Carolina. Big shouts to uh, Cordell, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, the list goes on. I'm, I'm rest to a lot of places. Shout out to my people out there on the West Coast in L.A. But anyway, if I was the president, I'm not going to say for a day, but for a little while. I probably couldn't handle it, but needless to say, if I, I'm just going to talk about it right now because I can't. Okay? I don't try to walk in Barack Obama's shoes. Those shoes are too big for him, so I know damn well they're too big for me. Pardon my language. Didn't mean to do that. But anyway, if I was president for a short while and my city was going through some of the things that Chicago, Illinois is going through on a regular basis, you would criticize me. You would definitely criticize me because I'll give you something to criticize me for. If I had to go to Chicago and stay there for a month, and force the Secret Service and state police and regular police, and I know the price would go up. I get it. I'm a conservative for God's sakes. I do get it. But I'm just saying, if I'm from a particular place that I call home, if you can't take care of home, you can't. You damn sure can't take care of no one else. If you can't take care of the people that you call your neighbors, your home, your world, if you can't take care of your hood, where I'm from, if you don't take care of your hood, you're nothing. People don't even pay attention to you. People don't deal with you. They might like what you do, but they don't care about you. Where I'm from, you take care of home. So 
I have a fine time. I have a, I have a hard time looking at what's going on in Chicago with the teacher strike. And, and, and I might add you, your old number one is the mayor out there. Rahm Emanuel is the president. Man, I'm, I'm not even going to go there. But if I were president, I would take care of home, and you would probably criticize me for the simple fact that I'm spending too much money in one particular area. But let me tell you, I promise you this. One month at least would go by out of the calendar year where we didn't lose 10 to 20 to 30 youth to death. I would gladly accept and take that criticism, and I would deal with it. And my only response to you would be, hey, guess what? We didn't lose these kids this time. So whatever amount of money it costs, whatever amount of spending it costs to keep American citizens and these youth safe, it needs to be spent. Because these kids should not be dying in the street like this in in America. Definitely not, Mr. Potus, from your hood. Anyway, we got to move along, man. It's 8.12 p.m. Eastern Time, Eastern Standard Time. Shout out to everybody out there who listens to the KRP Radio Show. If you are listening via online and it's breaking up or whatever it's doing to you, here's a few sites and the ways to get a hold of us. KIRPRadioshow.com is the site. You can also hit us up on blogtalkradio.com backslash KIRP Radio Show. Excuse me, I'm drinking tea. <laughs> Excuse that burp. I'm drinking, my, you know, my wife made me some tea. But uh, some spike tea, too. I'm just kidding. Not really. Um, but anyway, you can also hit us up on Facebook. That's Facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show. And if you want to call us on the phone, maybe you got a comment about something that we got going on, because I have a wonderful guest tonight. I actually have two guests, but one's a regular, and one's been on before, but he's going to be our feature guest of the night. But uh, if you want to hit us up by phone, it's 619-638-8559. That's the number, folks. That's where I want you guys to hit me up, and I want you to leave me your comments or anything that you got to say about the show. If you want to send us an email, send us an email at K-I-R-P Radio Show at, I'm sorry, K-I-R-Radio at gmail.com, and we'll definitely get back to you. Please, please, folks, please, whatever you do, do not forget to put a subject in the subject line. We get a lot of mail from a lot of different people. If it's a speaking engagement, if it's uh, whatever you got, questions, whatever you have, make sure you put that in the title line, in the subject line, so we can address it appropriately and the right person can get the email. There's about 15 different people that check that email besides myself, and most of the time I'm replying or someone else is replying, so we need to know who needs to get what email so they can answer to that and they can get to you faster. Right now it's taking us a long time to get to people, so you know we need you guys to put those titles in the subject line line and I will definitely get back to you as soon as possible. I don't care what you're talking about. I'll definitely re- reply to your email or somebody will reply back to you, baby, because every email that we get, every conversation that we invited to, any event that we invited to, we try I try my best to get out there and we try our best to respond, whether it's quick or late. So that's what we do, man. Shout out to everybody out there on the KRP radio show. We are going to a commercial. I'm sorry, but when we come back we got my girl Charlotte from StretchingYourBudget.com. She's going to come on here. She's going to let you guys know how to save a few dollars. If you guys aren't familiar with Charlotte, she's check, go to her website, man, StretchingYourBudget.com, StretchingYourBudget.com. She's also Triad Super Saver on uh, Facebook, and she'll let you guys know how to coupon a little bit better, how to live a little more frugal, how to save a couple dollars. That's what she does, and she does a great job at it. She's always posting coupons also on Twitter. So you guys look her up, man. I'm going to let her come on and tell you guys where to find her at. Right now, you're rocking with the KIRP Radio Show, the number one black conservative show, Southeastern United States. 
face. When we come back, financial guru Algernon Cash gonna drop some jewels on your head, baby. We'll be right back after these messages. Rock with me. thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every 110 children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at 800-442-2762. Again, that's 800-442-2762. 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. how we can ball man i know you got a you got some uh knowledge out there for us and teach us how we can uh save a couple more dollars and we can ball out of control a little bit more i know you got something for us over there well i guess maybe a little <laughs> see that's why i, I love always Charlotte. come up with something you always do man you're optimistic and it's because you're on the ball that's what it is i mean you, you really got it down you really understand about this paper while i keep bumping this table jesus and uh, you really understand how people can save money, man. And I'm appreciative of that. And uh, I'm sure all the listeners are appreciative of that. So I'm going to let you do your thing. Cool. All right. Well, um, I was thinking um, something that maybe I haven't really talked about or that might pertain to people, um, which is saving um, money for singles. I have a lot of um, people that either I teach a class to or I get an email and it's a single um, mom or a single dad or just a single person um, or it's just a married couple with no kids at home and they find it hard to save money um, on the extra stuff, especially your grocery budget because um, whenever you're couponing, uh, as you all know, or at least if you're just now tuning in, um, you know, our main goal with couponing is to stockpile, and basically what that means is you're just going to buy a lot of what you usually use um, when it's at its lowest price. So 
with that being said, um, you know, singles or um, just two people in the household, however it may be for you, it's difficult, or at least a lot of the times I'm hearing that it's difficult for you to stockpile and coupon when it's just one or two people in the house. Um, so I just wanted to kind of touch on that just a little bit on a few things that you might can still do um, with couponing. And um, so, you know, a lot of times when people are single, they don't eat a lot or it's easier for them to just run um, buy fast food or to go pick something up because it's made just for one person versus buying um, a lot of uh, stuff to prepare a whole meal just for one person. Um, and then it either goes bad or they don't eat it. So, um, you know, with that, you can always stock up. And, um, you know, I tell a lot of people that, uh, you know, just like a family with a large number of people, even though you have one or two people, to go ahead and prepare a large meal but break it out into individual containers and freeze um, all the rest. So all you have to do is pull out one container and defrost that and eat your individual meal. So, you know, if, if a family like mine or your study that has a lot of family members, we would probably fix several large meals and freeze them ahead so that if we're running behind or whatever, we can just pull the whole thing out. So if you're single or if you're an elderly couple or, you know, you have no kids at home, um, prepare one big meal and then break it out into individual sizes and freeze. Um, People are really surprised by what you can freeze. Um, I actually probably should write, you know, an article on this um, with items that you can freeze, just as an FYI. But you can freeze cheese, you can freeze butter, um, milk even you can freeze. Um, so there's just so many things that you can freeze, and most items you freeze are good for at least three months. So I'm sure that you'll eat um, whatever you prepare within that time frame. So I still would encourage you to continue to buy with your coupons and stockpile. It's just that you're going to need to plan it ahead and break things out instead of just cooking the whole thing and letting it sit in your fridge and it wastes. So, um that's one way that you can save. Another thing is, um, you know, toiletries and cleaning supplies and personal care. Those things never expire. So, um, really, there's no issue with that. Go ahead and buy whatever you think. I mean, if you find an awesome deal on something, buy a year's supply. Um, that way you don't have to think about it. When you need it, you've got it, um, and it's done. You know, I could buy the same amount and it might last my family three months, but if it's just one or two people, then that's going to go a lot further. So just don't be discouraged by um, the word stockpile and um, the fact of having too much that you'll never use it because a lot of your items that are non-perishable have a really long shelf life. So, um, I mean, I always kind of look for the items towards the back of the shelf that might have the, the longer expiration date if I know that I'm not going to be using it right away so that I make sure that I extend my time as much as I can. Um, and with that, if you don't use everything, we're always a huge advocate of giving away. So if you buy too much and you think you're just not going to use it, um, there are tons of empty shelves uh, food banks right now. So please um, just because you don't think you'll use it, someone else will. So 
Um, you know, if it's free, just pick it up at the store and um, put a little box in your pantry, put everything you're not going to use, and just make one little quick trip, you know, once a month or whatever it may be. So um, just always keep others in the back of your mind. Uh, you know, it's, it's just a simple gesture, but it's always, you know, a good way to give back. So um, that's just a few little tips that I have. It's nothing major, but I just I know that a lot of times, Single people and elderly people just think that they cannot coupon and save money because they're never going to use all these things. But you would be surprised at what you can stock up on. And, um, you know, even if it's a portion of your budget or, you know, a portion of your um, spending, I actually had a single mom um, that I taught a class to a while back, and she had messaged me last week, and she was like, um, you know, I'm trying out a new diet, so I'm not quite sure that I want to start couponing just yet until I see how things are going to go. And um, I said, well, you have, you know, your son, you could at least start couponing and buying the items for his lunchbox and stuff if he's not on the same diet, you know, with and, and that's even just a small little chunk of your budget that you're affecting um, so you can start saving. You know, don't wait on saving money and putting it back. You never know when... Um, something's going to come up or there's an item that breaks in your house that you need to buy, that little bit of extra money you could put back in savings and not have to put it on credit later. So just don't find ways to put things off um, when it comes to saving money because you just never know when you might need it. Well, I need some right now. <laughs> Can I borrow $5? <laughs> Have you not been saving, Cody? <laughs> Yeah, I've been saving, but I've been spending on other people. That's my problem. Uh-oh. That's a whole other story. Let me, let me. Yeah, that's another story. Been spending on other folks, but it's all good, man. Because you spend it at heart. You just, it comes out. People need it. I'm, I'm normally there, and uh, I'm learning in the process that uh, part of saving is not giving it to others who needs to save their own. There's a devil's yeah. jewel right there. I wish I had a sound that I could play for that. It's true, just, though. I, I mean, I. I have a friend who, you know, they really need the money too. You know, they're on one income right now, and she's always giving, 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 and, you know, she'll give the last thing in her pantry. And I'm like, it's good to give, but you also need to make sure you provide for your family too and not stress later. So you do have to find that common ground. Some people like to give too much, and that's great, but um, you kind of have to find that medium well, you know, I think um, you know, to be quite honest, when you when you really care for people, it's hard to see even even when people live so reckless and they spend so bad or even if they're lazy, it's hard to see them go without when you do have. You know, it yeah. it's really tough, but you know, there is a such thing as tough love and you kind of have to balance the two, man, and you know, sometimes it gets to you and it gets to your heart because you know that you can't just give folks because they'll manipulate you. They'll take advantage of you and and you know, that's just what happens. But hey, you know what? On the bright side of things is at least we can balance that and we have to be able to balance that. So, you know, at least people come to you for uh not really a handout, but maybe for some love or for some help because a lot of times I find that people don't really need money. They need more advice more than money. But they use money right. as like the breaking of the ice. You know, can I borrow this? What's that for? And then spawns a whole conversation and normally a lesson within that. So it, it's always some good and bad. Yep, definitely. So sure. I just 
I just want to ask you, uh, what's the hot topic right now on your website? Because I, I got to get Algernon here on in a second. But I just want to ask you, what's the hot topic? What's really going on on your website? What's the bang for your buck that people can be looking out for right now? Because the gas prices are back up uh, even more so, and I don't see them going down anytime soon. Uh, diesel prices definitely up, and you know everything is up. I've been to the supermarket, and I don't normally shop, but uh, through the transition of this move that I just made, I've been going to the supermarket a little bit more, and now I see why we spend so much money on groceries and supplies and this, that, and the other. But um, I noticed that meat was like out of this world, and and maybe it's shame yeah. on me for not you know going meat shopping for so long. But you know, is there is there any angle to Maybe savings uh, in in buying meat because I don't I don't know if you can freeze that stuff is you know like you, you do other things you can. Yep, you can. We freeze a lot of meat. Um, my biggest I do get asked me a lot about meat and how to save. Um, what we like to do in every grocery store is probably not the same, but um, our local grocery stores they have a discount meat section. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to look for it. Sometimes it's not always readily right in front of you, but um, they'll usually mark down meat, you know, the day or two before it's getting ready to be bad. Um, so we will grab that up um, and freeze it that day. So that preserves that date, if you think about it that way. So, um, you know, if it's getting ready to expire tomorrow, I will go ahead and put it in the freezer as soon as I get home. Well, I've got another a good three months use that meat so don't be afraid of that date because as long as you freeze it by that date it's good Hmm. um so we i mean we stock up on meat whenever it's on sale um and we do like i said we do a lot of the the freezer stuff so um with it being almost to expire but another good thing and they're they're becoming more and more rare actually but you can check um and this sounds really bad, but you can check in the beer section of the grocery store. Mm-hmm. They um, will have rebates oftentimes sitting either um, on the shelves of the beer aisle or if they have a display on the ends of each you know beer aisle, they'll have like a tear pad that you can tear off. You just kind of have to look. But anyways, you don't have to buy the beer to get the rebate. You just have to grab the rebate. And what you'll do is you'll it'll say buy X amount um, of meat or X amount of chicken. Usually it's like five or ten dollars, and then you'll mail your receipt, original receipt, in with that rebate, and they'll send you a check in the mail. So, oh, we like checks. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and the the key with that is to wait till that meat goes on sale. So, like one time we bought um, chicken, it was our our rebate was for. $5 rebate when you spend $5 or whatever. So anyways, I got the chicken packs, fresh chicken, buy two, get three free. Our our store had a sale. So I paid only for two chicken packs, and then I got a $5 rebate. So I ended up only paying 5 bucks for five packs of chicken. Ah. So, yeah, so you want to – he is to kind of combine the sale with that rebate and try to get the best price. So that's another tip. Aldi also, believe it or not, has really good meat. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't think Aldi would, but their their meat is actually a really good quality. And so if we just cannot find anything on sale, um, that's like our last resort. <laughs> so, Aldi, okay. 
I'm taking notes. Yep, by their the way. produce as well is really good. We we do a lot of produce from Aldi, um, and it's fresh because their stores are so small that they can only bring in every day a certain amount into the store. So wow. every day, you know, it's going to be fresh. So, but um, and one more quick thing, I mean, I had to go. But you asked me what's hot right now with like. Yeah, what's like the hot item? Topics. People love the hot. Um, <laughs> well, the hot thing is, and I don't know if everybody's heard, but Dollar Tree which is a national store, is now accepting coupons. So everything in the store is a dollar. So you could take in a dollar Colgate coupon and get a tube of Colgate for free. So that's a really, really great way to get some free stuff because everything in there is a dollar. That should be an announcement. Like we should – we need a a, a, a band to play behind that. Dollar Tree is now taking coupons. Yay! (laughs) I know people are surprised. I mean, wow. I think people uh, maybe that don't shop there very often think that they only have like their own store brand stuff, but there is name brand items in Dollar Tree that you can use a coupon for. So, um, I mean, there's Crest, there's Colgate, there's Nature's Own Bread. If your store has the refrigerated section, um, Lanes of Lakes cheese. My cousin got that for twenty five cents. So, I mean. You know, I mean, I think people are surprised by what they actually sell and that you can use a coupon for. So check out Dollar Tree with your coupon. <laughs> Man, see, that's what I'm talking about. Only on the Black Conservative Show will you get to hear people <laughs> dropping knowledge about coupons, baby. Are you right. kidding me? Folks, you would not get this kind of information anywhere else. Charlotte, you know what I'm going to ask you, but let me let the listeners know. Do you have any shout-outs? Come on, now, come on. Give me some shout-outs. Um, I would say shout out to my husband because he's sick and he put the kids to bed sick. Stand up, Mr. Holder, baby. We love you, Mr. Holder. Shout out to you, man. Definitely a B.I.G. shout out to Triad Super Saver. Shout out to StretchingYourBudget.com. Folks, make sure you check it out. And Charlotte, we have a beautiful round of a round of applause. We appreciate it. Definitely appreciate what you do and what you offer to the show, man. And I appreciate you coming through, dropping this knowledge. You be blessed. You stay encouraged. And remember, God is love. Love is God. Thank you, too. Have a good night. No doubt. Right now, folks, we're going to move on to the show. If you're just listening in, 619-638-8559. You're rocking with the KIRP radio show. Right now, we want to take just this moment and bring on this brilliant, this guy's a mastermind. He's a genius, I believe. He won't tell you that. He's probably laughing right now. But I think this man is a brilliant, he's a genius, he's a financial guru, he's a wizard with the pen. He really can break it down. He can save you some dollars. Matter of fact, everybody, let's take all our money and let's put it together, and we're going to donate it all to Algernon Cash. The man's last name is Cash. How much better can you get than that? Welcome to the KRP Radio Show. My man, my brother, financial guru, director, managing director for Warden and Gladden, Algernon Cash. How are you, sir? How's it going, Pudger? You're right, man. I was laughing. <laughs> yeah, man. You modest, man. You you know you you don't give yourself enough credit, man. But Algernon, you are the man, brother. In case you don't know that, you are the man. <laughs> you yeah. must have got that fifty dollars I mailed to you. No, but I'll be, <laughs> hey, I, I like that, man. So I'll be I'll be looking. You, out. You're looking out for it. Okay, that's <laughs> good. That's good. How you doing, How you doing tonight, Pudger? I, hey, I'm I'm doing great, man. Uh, I'm, I'm actually home broadcasting. I, I got my surround sound booth in here, and I'm home broadcasting, and I smell the food, and it's beautiful in here. It feels good. It feels good being home doing this. 
Well, that's good. That's good. There's no better way. You're working from home, making money, doing your thing. Man, we need to get all Americans out there doing what you're doing. Man, see, there you go. I like that right there. We might get some criticism behind that because we, me and you, we, <laughs> we like people to do things for themselves and build their own brands and build their own businesses and make it on their own buck and on their own sweat, my brother. So we know a little something that's about right. that. Yeah. That's so, right. If you would, brother, let the people know, uh, you know, who you are. We, we, since you came on the show before a couple times before, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, since then we've grown tremendously, uh, probably four times full. Right now we're sitting at about 5.2 million listeners, a little bit more than that, and uh, there's a lot of new people listening to the show. So if you would uh, give the people a little uh, intro, uh, a little bit of information about who you are. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you for having me back on. You're right, I, I did come on once before, and it, it's been a it's been a little while too, Pudgy. So I was I was starting to think maybe I said something wrong, man. You didn't want to you didn't want to have it back on, so I, I was I was happy to get the call to, to come back to, come back on the show, man. I was I was excited. They let me know I I must have did something okay the last time I was on the show, but um just just to give everybody the the quick ten thousand foot level, um as, as you mentioned at the outset. I am the manager director of Wharton Gladden & Company. We're a boutique investment bank here in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, been around for about 10 years now, so we're very proud to say that, Pudgy. I mean, I think any financial company that has, has survived the, the downturn we're coming out of right now, they should be Ooh. celebrated. So I, so I even celebrate my competitors right now. If, you, if you're still standing, you must have been doing something right over there. Um, <laughs> but, we, you know, in about the last 10 years, Pudgy, we've done – somewhere around $300 million in commercial real estate deals. So we, we, we were very, very blessed. And a few years ago, we actually launched a, a foundation to go out and support nonprofits that were helping homeless people, uh, victims of domestic violence and substance abuse patients. And so in the last few years, we've been able to do some tremendous outreach in, into our community. There's still a lot more that we need to do, and we're, we're working hard and thinking hard day by day trying to figure that out. And, and then, you know, Pudgy, the thing I'm most proud of right now, here in the last couple of months, I was recently appointed to chairman of the North Carolina Energy Forum, and I'm wow. very excited about that role because I'm, I'm, I'm literally crisscrossing the state of North Carolina talking to energy voters about something that I think is absolutely critical right now, and that's energy policy, not only in the state of North Carolina, but in the country as a whole. Right now, as you know, Pudgy, we are, we are really in a tight economy We've got about 5 million people out there that, that are long-term unemployed, and I firmly believe that we could get a real credible domestic energy policy going in North Carolina and in the country, we could put those 5 million people back to work. So, so that's a little bit about me, and, and then I would, I would just encourage your listeners, if they get an opportunity, go to algenoncash.com. That's A-L-G-E-N-O-N cash.com, and um, they, they will get inundated with, with plenty of Algernon Cash. I like that. like that. He did that very subtle. AlgernonCast.com is the website, folks. If you want more information or you need to contact Algernon, that's the way to do it. All right, let's jump right into it, man. Energy Forum, uh, what's that all about? You know, what's going on with energy in this company, in this country? Excuse me. Well, unfortunately, right now, nothing's going on with energy. And, uh-huh. and that, that's what we're trying to draw voters' attention to. Um, you know, it, it's a couple of things going on right now, Pudgy. One thing... A lot of voters are sort of disconnected from the discussion around energy policy in our country. Mm-hmm. And, and that's because a lot of people really don't understand the direct and the indirect impact that energy has on their everyday lives. I heard you as I was listening to the show and you were talking to Charlotte, um, I heard you all talking about gas prices. 
And, and so gas prices is directly connected to energy policy in this country. If mm-hmm. we're not exploring and we're not producing energy in this country and we're having to constantly bring in our energy from outside sources, that's going to continue to impact and negatively impact the price of energy in this country. So when I go out and speak to voters, I'm constantly asking them, if you care about the cost of gas, if you care about the cost of eating and cooling your home, or you enjoy eating food and you actually care what that food costs, I heard you talking about that earlier. If you care about any of those things, Pudgy, then you're an energy voter. And you, you really need to be paying attention to energy policy in the country. And right now, a lot of voters are really not paying attention. And, and then on the reverse side of that coin, Fudgy, you know, it was almost 40 years ago in the Carter administration when Jimmy Carter created the Department of Energy with the express mission that that department was, trying, was, was supposed to help us reduce our reliance on foreign oil and that they were supposed to promote energy independence and energy security in America. They started out now, Fudgy, in the Carter administration with a $5 billion budget under the Obama administration, that budget has been expanded to $25 billion. But we're no more energy independent and no more energy secure than we were 40 years ago. So the other critical factor that's going on in, in our country right now with energy mm-hmm. is that our politicians and our elected leaders are really not taking it serious. It seems that way because, I mean, that's a lot of money, man. When you, when you, <laughs> we're talking about Bs, not Ms. <laughs> we're talking about billions. That's right. Where is this money being spent? Because I well, well, here's something I noticed about energy first before I even ask that question. It seems that the strongest nations in the world have the better energy uh, plan, if you will. Um, you look at America. You can tell that we have a better energy plan than, let's say, uh, you know, a, a third world country, maybe even uh, Peru or, or something like that. So. Mexico, if you will. Um, the things that I'm seeing going on now, though, is a big debate on what's most popular. Uh, people don't want to explore here. They don't want to explore there. It seems to be getting very political. But at the end of the day, energy independence is best for the whole country. Is that not correct? Well, you're, you're spot on. And, and what we what you're describing right now, Pudgy, we call that nimbyism. NIMBYism, basically N-I-M-B-Y, not in my backyard. Everybody wants cheap gas. Everybody wants cheap food. Everybody wants cheap heat and air. But when it comes to exploring for energy so that we can bring down the cost of energy, everybody screams, not in my backyard. So that, that's, that's one thing that we've got to fight. We've got to get over the NIMBYism that's out there in, in, in our country right now. Number two is I, I think that we've got to stop spending time fighting all, fighting over whether or not it's going to be wind or solar or nuclear or oil or natural gas. we got to get away from that. I think we have to have an all-of-the-above energy strategy. We have to have a diversified approach to how we produce energy in this country. And that means all options should be on the table, Pudgy. Mm-hmm. We should be looking at wind, solar, tidal, geothermal. We should be looking at nuclear. But we should also be looking heavy at offshore oil exploration, we need to be opening up um, government-owned property so that we can explore for energy. And we should be looking at shale gas development or, or natural gas. We, we now know in, North, in, in, in our country alone, we have 100 years of natural gas supply underneath the surface of, 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 of under, under underground. And we need to go right. explore for that. We also are figuring out that through technology, new technology, we can actually go back to wells 
that we once thought were exhausted, wells that we shut down 30, 40 years ago, mm-hmm. we can actually go back to those wells, open them back up, and start exploring for oil again right here in our country. Those are the kind of things that we need to be doing. But then we've also got to look at how we're using energy budget. It's not just how we produce it, but are we conserving the use of energy? I'm, I'm, I've long said that one of the things that we should be doing, we've, we've got commercial buildings throughout all our major cities. Every last one of those commercial buildings should have solar panels on them and should be drawing energy back into the grid so that we can conserve the use of energy. Now, I'm not saying that's gonna, what, that one thing is going to fix the problem, but I'm saying multiple strategies such as those, that's how we're going to produce energy, achieve energy independence, achieve energy security, and conserve energy, and that's how we're going to create 20 million jobs, and that's how we're going to move this country forward. Hmm. I like that. You sound enthused by it too. You sound you sound you sound like I mean you sound excited, man, about, about this forum and you know, talking about energy in America and, and rightfully so because right now we're so one sided. I mean, we're so just on oil. Uh people don't want to explore in their backyards. People are scared of this thing. When you, I heard you mention Shell of Gas and you know, people don't want that. You know, there's there's people out here that don't have the information on it, they don't have the knowledge or the education about it. And but they don't want it, you know. They don't understand that it can be done safely. And I've done my studying on it, and I, and I definitely have my questions. So what I did, I I went to a forum. I don't know if it's uh, Energy for NC. Uh, I went to a forum. I even met with these gentlemen, and I asked the hard questions. I wanted to know was this popular? Was this going to hurt the economy? Was this going to hurt uh, natural resources? Was it just going to hurt the people? Was it going to harm the water? You know what's really going on with this versus myth? And and and, and I'm happy to say. I'm very happy to say that these gentlemen took their time with us because there was a there was a group of us that actually went up there uh, and we met in Raleigh. Um, they they actually took their time with us. They explained everything from point A to point B all the way to Z, and they showed us where things have failed, why they failed, and you know the high percentage of success. The, you know the success rate is out of this world. It's probably eighty ninety percent success rate. Versus uh, any kind of failure, any kind of failure, whether big or small. So I, I think there's a lot of noise and, and a lot of room for improvement in this country with energy. I'm just wondering, can we get the truth out to the people before they're manipulated? Well, Pudgy, you you did something that the majority of Americans don't do either because they don't have the time or they don't have the desire. You You actually went out and you sought the facts and the truth about shale gas development or what we or what you know the the slang term is called fracking and and yeah. so you went out and sought the real truth and the real facts about it most people don't do that right now we live in a microwave society if if it doesn't come out of that box inside of your living room and you can't understand it within 30 30 to 60 seconds yeah, most man. people just don't get it they just don't engage in it and so one of the things that we've got to do some kind of way fudgy and, and that's why I love what you're doing on Sunday nights. I love what you're doing every day when you're out talking to people and trying to encourage and inspire people. We've got to inspire people to start getting out and seeking information, to go beyond the soundbite, go beyond what you're hearing on your television, and understand it deeply for yourself. One of the things that we did to help with that situation is we created a website, ncenergyforum.com, ncenergyforum.com. And you can go to that website, and there are real facts on that website where you can keep up and better understand shale gas development, offshore oil exploration, as well as a whole plethora of other ways to produce energy in this country. We encourage you to go log in there. 
The second thing we did, Pudgy, is we created a page on Facebook. Now, I know a lot of your listeners on Facebook. I would Mm -hmm. encourage them to go to North Carolina Energy Forum on Facebook. That's an online community where they can talk to people like myself and other people that are involved in this effort, and they can ask questions, and they can get real answers and real facts and the truth about energy production. That's that's what we've got to do, Pudgy. We've got to encourage people to go out and seek the real facts. Wow. Talking right now with Algernon Cash, folks. If you guys don't know him, look him up, Algernon, A-L-G-E-N-O-N, Cash, like it sounds, dot com, com. managing director at a company called Warden Gladden. Hey, Algernon, let me let me retract just a second, man. What what actually is Warden Gladden? We we are basically just a, a boutique investment bank, and I, and I get that question all the time because I, I guess I'm always out here trying to save the world, so I, I forget that I have a real job day-to-day that I need to go to. You know, and, and so we, we're a boutique investment bank, and um, re- really pudgy. We work with a lot of real estate developers. We work uh-huh. with investors. We work with a lot of small business owners, and we provide them advice on how to finance their real estate transactions. We also raise capital for them. And we also serve as an active partner on real estate deals. So if, if you've got that special deal that we like, we'll we'll be your partner on it to help you make it happen. I hear that, man. I like that. I'm I'm gonna need to start looking for some special deals so I can work with Mr. Algernon Cash. And who knows, man? I, I might change my last name to Cash, man, because I just like the way that sounds. I mean, no, shot, Granddaddy, don't get mad at me. I, I love Miller now. I, I do. <laughs> but you know, we might have to hyphenate that thing. <laughs> But you know, but you know, Pudge, I want to add on one more thing. I mean, because because mm-hmm. I know your listeners out there, as we're talking about energy and we're talking about all these issues, and you know, I'm sitting here telling them they need to go out and learn more and engage more, and they're sitting there saying, "Hey, you know, I got a job and I've got three kids and I got football practice and Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts and I got all this stuff going on. I just don't have time to engage in it." And and I and I know I just want to say to your listeners, I know that it's difficult. I know that's a challenge. you got enough going on day to day. You don't have time to be watching these clowns up in Washington or keeping up with these people down in Raleigh. But I'm telling you, Pudgy, I'm telling you, it's critical. If we, if we don't get more voters and more people engaged in the discussion and paying close attention to what's going on in this state, in this country, we, we are in serious trouble right now. And so, people, I know it's tough. I know what I'm asking you to do is hard. But you got to find that time, even even if it's 30 minutes or an hour a week, you got to find that time to keep up with what's going on in this state and this country. You have to participate. People have died so that you can participate. Please pay attention. Please vote. Please be active. Wow. That's B.I.G. right there. 619-638-8559 on the air with Algernon Cash. AlgernonCash.com is the website. You can also find them on Twitter at symbol Algernon Cash. You can also find us on Twitter, at symbol KRP Radio Show, and me, at symbol NC Pudgy. We're also on Facebook. Look for us. Um, Algernon, man, you're saying, you're speaking my language, brother. I'm not too abreast on energy. I have done some education on it, some self-education on it. I've done a lot of research on it. So I probably know more than what the average person would know. I definitely can say that. But uh, when you talk about being engaged and engaging people, that's something that I speak on all the time. Is there's no reason for us to have to have to listen to sound bites? Um, the legislature has a website. 
most folks are using their phone as their computer or most people have laptops. And I, There's so many different ways to get information that there's no way that we should only live our lives and, and our education should not totally be based off sound bites. There's no way we should live off that. We should be able to read these documents, the same documents that these folks use the sound bites from. We should be able to get these documents on our own and read them and understand them for ourselves or try our best to understand them because it is critical, man. And there's a lot of people out there that will quickly debate you just off high emotion because it doesn't sound right. It doesn't feel right. And the person that looks like you aren't talking about what we're talking about. So immediately it's unpopular sometimes with the topics that we take. But I promise people, and I always say, the things that I'm bringing to you is from legislation. The things that I'm bringing to you is from education and research. Don't believe me. Go prove me wrong. And 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 I definitely want to say, you know, shout out to everybody on KRP Radio and, you know, everybody that helps me with the show and all the employees with uh, WMMG and MMG3, excuse me, M3G. And, uh, you know, shout out to all those folks for engaging different people because a lot of times it's not just me. It's my staffers, and they're engaging people with different topics, and we're talking about these things, and we're debating it. But one thing we, that we've been successful at is getting people to go and educate themselves to be able to come back and tell us we're wrong, I just don't believe you, or, hey, I'm just, I just don't agree with you, let's agree to disagree, or what may have you. So, you know, shout out to you because you are out there saving the world. I'm seeing you and hearing your name in several different circles. Man, you're doing your thing, and I really appreciate it because, frankly, it's needed. And 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 to be quite honest, it's needed from people of color. It's needed from black people to be out there and be able to engage in different circles about more topics than just the black community. Let's just keep it funky. No, I think you're right. And, you know, I, I think that um, personally, when you look at the black community, we, we are under attack. We are under attack from, from public policy right now. You know, I was with a friend of mine earlier today, and we we were talking about some of the issues that are going on within our community, the African American community being specific. And you you look at some of the policies that are out there that are so called designed to help us, and 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 those same policies are are what is destroying us. Mm-hmm. It's not helping us. And so I, I think we're in we, we're in a, a real critical situation. I also enjoyed your comments at the outset where you talked about the, the issues that are going on in Chicago with the violence um, and with violence specifically among African-Americans. Now, Pudgy, you know, when, when, when you're living in a country where, um, you know, the unemployment rate amongst um, black individuals and families is somewhere around 8, 18%, and then you, you, you look at black unemployment amongst teens is at 40%, yeah. and you, you, you don't have to scratch your head too hard to figure out why there's so much violence in our communities and our neighborhoods. When people aren't working, when they don't feel a sense of hope, when they don't have what they believe is an opportunity, um, they tend to make bad decisions and engage into that kind of behavior. So it, it, it is almost, it's almost mind-numbing to me, you know, after listening to the president's speech the other night at the close of the DNC, it's, al- so it's almost mind-numbing to me. That, that this gentleman is able to carry the support that he does in our communities and our neighborhoods. When you look in our communities and our neighborhoods, we are under attack from public policy. And so I, I, I just, you know, I, I go to bed at night sometimes, man, and I scratch my head because I just can't understand exactly what's going on around us right now. Wow. 
Algernon Cash, folks, on the air with your boy at NC Pudgy. Find me on Twitter if you got any comments, 619-638-8559. Make sure you hit number one. We will take some calls here after the 9 o'clock hour. Hey, Al, also, man, I'm sorry, Algernon, I also want to ask you about uh, what do you have going on with these, uh, I saw some stuff that you guys were doing with, with the homeless real quick. I just wanted to touch on that because I did hear you mention that earlier, and that's something that we do. I, I, I got to give a big up to my brother, uh, Rashad Woods. That's my partner, man, and his wife, Contessa Woods, and my wife, Nikki, Nikki Miller. And uh, we do things for all types of people from all walks of life, from all, man, you name it. But my brother Rashad and I, we have an organization called the Loving Father Society, and it stems off from a, a, a nonprofit that we that we both share called I Love Being a Black Father. And, uh, you know, long story how that got started. But anyway, we're out there doing things and we're out there working. And every year, well, we had one last year. We plan to do it again this year. Not really sure how we're going to do it. But we just do a feed the need. It doesn't have to be homeless. It could be someone without a job, someone down on their luck. I don't care if they just want something to eat. We feel that, hey, we can put our funds together, our resources together. Another B.I.G. shout out to the conservatives for Guilford County. They always step to the plate and help us with anything that we do, without a doubt. So I, I just wanted to hear what you have going on with your with your homeless driver or, or whatever that that you're doing. And uh, maybe we can help you out to help someone else out. Or maybe someone out, out else out there can help you to help somebody. Well, we, we welcome all help. You know, through our foundation, um, Pudgy, you know, I, I, I created the foundation about three years ago. My my grandmother, who her name was Irene Wharton, she she passed away in 1999, and my grandfather passed away in 2009. His name was Franklin Gladden. And so we had named the company after them when we launched the company back in 2003. And these were wow. two people, Pudgy, that really had a profound impact in my life. And that's why sometimes – and I'm, I'm so I, I am very thankful and very appreciative of your kind words and the kind words that that a number of people you know share with me. But but the reason why it's so hard for me to accept that is because I really believe all of that appreciation, all of that encouragement should flow to them. Because I wouldn't be the person I am. I wouldn't even know the things I do, and wouldn't even behave and act the way I act if it wasn't for those two people. And and so, it, you know, I felt like it was incumbent upon me. To, to create a legacy for them because they never had enough to be able to create a legacy for themselves. And so what I've been doing is spending my time trying to build a legacy for them so that people understand what these two people were about so that they understand the kind of, um, you know, the kind of seeds they sown into my spirit. And, and one of the things that I grew up around Pudgy in my neighborhood was just rampant homelessness. And it was really nothing for me to come home and, you know, there would be the homeless guys and the winos sort of hanging out on the corner. And, you know, my, my grandmother would constantly tell me to, to to treat those people with such a certain amount of respect because she says everybody out here, every situation out here is temporary. Mm-hmm. You, you can be in the greatest situation right now, but you make wrong, one wrong decision, you miss one good paycheck, and you might be on the corner. And so my grandmother taught me this. And, Pudgy, you know, I, I just like to say that it was nothing for me to come home in the evening from school, and my grandmother would have a homeless gentleman sitting in our house. Now, we didn't have a lot to give away. You know, we got the government keys and the cereal and the peanut butter, you know, from the fairgrounds <laughs> when the government handed it out, just like yeah. everybody else. But, but my grandmother would figure out a way to feed these guys at our kitchen table, and this is what I grew up around. And so when, when we created the foundation and, and you know, we, we started thinking about what the mission of the foundation was going to be, 
it was almost a no-brainer for me to go back and try to figure out a way to support homeless causes. Now, we don't have any real programs ourselves, Pudgy. We're, we're not saying that we have the latest, greatest cure to homelessness. We're not trying to come in and compete with nonprofits that are already in the market. Mm-hmm. What we're saying is the charities that are already out there doing the work, they already know what to do. They already have the latest, greatest cure. They just don't have enough resources. So what we're doing as a foundation is we, we have certain events throughout the year, and these events are designed to raise money, and we channel that money to nonprofits in our local community that are doing the right things as it relates to homelessness, domestic violence, and substance abuse. And those were three things that I grew up in with, with those things being in my life. And, you know, and so that's what we've been out doing um, coming up soon, uh, Pudgy, we've, we've got a big family movie night that we're going to be doing at the BB&T ballpark. We'll have about 3,000 people come out to the movies, come out, come out to see a free movie at the ballpark, and we'll raise money for homelessness that night. And yeah. last year when we did it, we had about 2,000 people show up. We yeah. raised about 2,000 pounds of food for Second Harvest Food Bank, a few thousand dollars for um, some of our local homeless charities. And so we're, we're very excited about that. And then lastly, I, you know, since, I, since you got me on the air, I got to make sure I thank Gary Rivers, and then I've got to thank my entire operating committee with the Wharton Gladden Foundation. We recently just had a cookout at the Bethesda Center in Winston-Salem, and we, we fed hamburgers and hot dogs to about 100 homeless men down there. And Pudgy, it was, I'm telling you, we had such a great time. Wow. It wasn't about the food. It wasn't just about the food and the fact that we bought the food. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody can write a check. Anybody yeah. can write a check. Remember that. It yeah. was the fact that we went down there and we spent our time with these men. We prayed with them. We served yes, them. We talked to them. And that's what it was about. And so I, I really want to thank Gary Rivers for um, just putting in a lot of energy and a lot of hard work to organize that. And um, we, we had a great time down there a couple of weeks ago. Wow, man. See, I told y'all Algernon was the man in his team. Shout out to his team, too, man. Definitely B.I.G. Shout out to Gary Rivers. Shout out to the Warren Gladden Foundation. I also, before we go to this commercial here that we got coming up, I want to give a shout out to some people, too. Shout out to my man, Major Dave Goatees, who's listening to the show right now as we speak. Always B.I.G. in my book. Another B.I.G. shout out is to Julie Emmons. Shout out to Kelly Mullins, a new listener to the show. She says, you know what? Julie put me on to game, so I had to come listen to the show, and I'm enjoying it. So definitely B.I.G. shout out to you, uh, Kelly, and I hope you continue to listen to the show and spread a good word, as I see that you're doing on, on uh, online right now. Definitely appreciate that. Also got to give a shout out to all my people out there from Conservatives for Guilford County. Got to show you guys some love again, man, because you guys are B.I.G. in my book. Shout out to everybody out there for I Love Being a Black Father. And I also got to give a huge shout out, because I don't know if you guys know, and I told y'all the Tea Party kidnapped me one time. They thought I was joking about that, Al. Tea Party kidnapped me, man. But uh, I got invited to another Tea Party uh, by my man Stephen Bennett. Shout out to Stephen Bennett, man. And Stephen, is, is he's a heck of a guy. He's a beautiful guy. I love that man. And these guys always, you know, they always come through and show me some love. But the Tea Party invited me again. And I don't know if they're going to kidnap me this time, but I'm going to go. Okay, I just got to let you guys know that I'm going to go. Don't be afraid, well, man. Huh? I said, don't be afraid. No, 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 I'm not afraid, but man, let me tell you, cut the music for a second. Can we, can we cut the music for a second? I got to get this out. I got to get this out. Listen, man, I know we hear all this, you know, all my black folks out there, y'all listen real close. 
Because I hear you, the racist teeth, I hear you with the racist teeth party. I got you because they kidnapped me, man. They kidnapped me and they just kept hugging me and folks was kissing me and, and, and people kept trying to feed me. And I'm like, God, I don't want no more food. They're like, no, Pudgy, come get some of this food. It's good. You want some of this pie? Try this pie. Listen, I couldn't get away. I could not get away, man. They gave me brochures. They gave me flyers. They kept giving me books and they asking me to come speak over here and come speak over there. And I got phone numbers and business calls. These folks terrorized me, Algernon. Terrorized me with love. I bet they did. <laughs> no, that's good, man. I, I, you know, I've, I've got, um, I, I do have quite a bit of friends that are part of the Tea Party, and you know, I, I think that folks in the Tea Party get a real bad rap. They get labeled as extremists. But I think that we often should think back to um, there were some people that were called extremists when this country was first founded, and, and their names were Washington, Jefferson, Adams, and a whole host of others. So if wow. if you want to lump me in the same group uh, as people um, such as Franklin and Washington and Adams and Madison and so forth, I, I, I certainly don't mind being identified with them. You know what? I don't mind either, and I'm going to this tea party. This is one of a few that I'm going to speak at. I will be a speaker there. I will be in the house, and I'm bringing my organization. I love being the Black Father. That's going to be one of our events. We're going to double it up. We're going to be, get some vans. We're going to drive down there, and we're going to have a good time. And we're going to we're going to try to get involved with these people. And we're going to we're going to do like my man Algernon says. We're going to lock in. So all you folks out there who feel a certain way about a tea party, September 22nd in Jamoki. Did I say that right, Algernon? Jamoki. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Just want to make sure, man. In Jamoki, starts at 11.30, if I'm not mistaken. It's going to be a North Carolina Constitutional Day Tea Party Rally, a.k.a. the Great Gathering of the Tea Party. The speakers include Jan Morgan, Colonel Bill Cowan, Navy SEAL Ben, ben Smith. Check him out. Look him up on uh, on uh, uh, YouTube, Ben Smith. Navy SEAL Ben Smith, definitely check him out. North Carolina Supreme Court Justice Paul Newby. Scooby Newby, vote for Scooby Newby, folks. Don't forget that. Shout out to Scooby Newby. Uh, he will be there. He'll be a speaker. Pastor Kevin Broyhill, Pastor Larry Phillips, Deborah Goldman, Audit Council of State Candidate. Remember that. Deborah Goldman, okay? Vince Coakley, Revolution Radio. Uh, myself, Pudgy Miller, you know, KIRP Radio Show. That's how we do it. Uh, J- Jeremiah Farmer, Michael Steinberg, and a host of other folks, man. Scott Cumbie, Ben Flint, Bill Flynn, excuse me, and my man Major Dave, he's going to be there. It's going to be a lot of speakers, folks. It's going to be a good time. I want you guys to come out and celebrate, and I want you to find out exactly how racist the Tea Party is by coming to this event so you can see how they're going to kidnap you and they're going to call you all sorts of names like, uh, like uh, uh, what's some of those names that they, they would call you? Uh, Child of God and brother or sister. They can call you all them <laughs> bad names like that. So you guys definitely come out and show us some love. I got to go to commercial, folks. I'll be right back. You're rocking with the KIRP radio show, 619-638-8559, the number one black conservative show, Southeastern United States, September 22nd, baby, Jamoke, North Carolina. Come get kidnapped with me. We'll be right back. Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then... 
Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. America, the NFL and United Way are inspiring kids to get healthy and more active. Join the Play 60 movement. Pledge to Play 60 today at liveunited.org. K-I-R-P Radio! I believe you can tell a lot about our governor and lieutenant governor by the way they lead our state. We have great challenges facing us and need strong, courageous, visionary leadership to see us through. I'm Dan Forrest, conservative candidate for North Carolina Lieutenant Governor. As an architect, senior partner, and office president of the state's largest design firm, I was accustomed to solving complex problems for my clients. Architects are creative problem solvers, and that's what we need more of in Raleigh. And we need more business leaders, not more politicians. Over the past 10 months, I've visited the majority of the counties in North Carolina multiple times, traveled over 80,000 miles, listened to thousands of North Carolinians share their solutions to the challenges we face. Did you know North Carolina ranks 41st in the nation in K-12 education, 36th in graduation rate, 43rd in unemployment, 38th in business tax climate, 42nd in illegal immigration? This is just not acceptable. I believe it's time to look at the failed policies of our current governor and lieutenant governor and demand real leadership for North Carolina. As your next lieutenant governor, I will tackle these issues head on and provide the strong, courageous, and visionary leadership needed to lead our state through these challenging times. Over the next few months, I'll be sharing solutions to these challenges, and I hope you will take the time to share them with your friends and family and give me your feedback. I believe we can turn America around. And I believe we should start right here in North Carolina. I'm Dan Forrest, conservative candidate for North Carolina Lieutenant Governor, and I ask for your support. Run, Forrest, run! Hesitation. If money talks, I got my masters in communication. But I don't run it, I run it for a hundred. Ever since I was a young and been hungry, it's Paul Bunyan. Bunyan been so fixed to plumbing. I'm a beast in the game, you run it. And if this ain't what you call hip hop, it must be bungee jumping. East side on my arm, three stripes on my sneakers. And even if they slip us, they better be Adidas.
Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, folks, to the KIRP Radio Show. You're on the air with Pudgy and my man, Algernon Cash. We're going to take a caller real quick, man. Call the last three digits, 802. Uh, you're on the air with Pudgy and Algernon. How are you? Hello. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? We can hear you. Yes, sir. Yes, I'm Kevin Chenault, and I'm uh, one of the one of the key organizers of the Constitution Day Tea Party Rally. We're so glad that you're coming. Hey, Kevin, how are you, man? I'm glad that you could call in this evening. What, what made you listen to the show, or, or are you a regular listener? I am a fairly regular listener, and a lot of us folks are out here in Tea Land. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Steve Bennett, I think, maybe contacted you the first time from over at Stand Up North Carolina in Statesville. Yes, sir. And... Uh, you probably, I guess you know Ken Raymond and Miriam Miriam Akins. Yep, good folks. We're in good company too, brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Ken has uh, come down as a guest, uh, inspirational speaker to our. We've got sort of an NC Central Tea Party Coalition sort of loosely uh, group, but uh, 25 to 30 counties that come together, and we bring in folks to inspire us. Uh, matter of fact, mm-hmm. we need to get you to come in to inspire us one month. And uh, we just talk about how we can restore Judeo-Christian values to our country and uh, and, and do all of the, the good Tea Party principles, the three or four main things the Tea Party was started over. But we add Judeo-Christian values early on in our Tea Party movement, at least once in North Carolina. But we're real glad to have you coming. The way you pronounce that is Joe Miyoki. Oh, Joe my Miyoki. God. Man, I butchered that okay. real bad. Joe Miyoki? Joe Miyoki, and it's in Pentacle, just 15 minutes north of Winston-Salem. Okay, we got that. I hope we get that correction. Joe Yoki, folks. Right? Is that right? Did I say it right that time? Yes, sir. Joe Yoki and Miriam and, and those folks over in the regional area are bringing a bus over to it uh, Saturday, September twenty second. September twenty second. So I, I think. What, what was that, Kevin? I'm sorry. I said we're excited. They're bringing a bus from the regional area in Eden. I'm definitely excited to be there. That list of speakers is immaculate, man. I love. I love that list. And there's a lot of people, so that means there's a lot of love to go around. And I think it's going to be a beautiful thing. I think the turnout will be absolutely great. I've seen the flyers out there, and it seems that people are excited and enthused about it. Yeah, from uh, from we know from Raleigh to Charlotte, or actually over to Gaston County, Guy Smith over there in Cleveland County. Uh, we've been uh, we've got a large group. Uh, Bart Goswick over in Durham, and uh, we're real excited. Vince Loy and the folks up there in Reedsville and uh, Greensboro, CG. Uh, Guilford's for uh, conservatives for Guilford County. Uh-huh. Those folks are helping us out with it. And uh, Winston-Salem for Scythe County Tea Party. I could go on and on. Davidson, Rowan, uh, Randolph. Uh, and uh, we're just real excited that a lot of good folks are coming together. We're going to give all the honor and glory to Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, we we're, uh, we know that uh, there's good things going to happen. We're excited about you coming. And, uh, of course, you know about Ben Smith and uh, and him pretty much saying that, uh, you know, America and the Navy SEALs killed Osama bin Laden. Right. And, uh, and you know, some of the stuff that uh, has been out there with Ben Smith. And uh, and then, of course, Jan Morgan, a lot of people don't know about her, but she is a conservative rock star icon out in Texas and all about the Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Uh, everywhere she goes in Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana, uh, she's just a, an icon on uh, Facebook if you go check her out. We're glad to have her fly in too. I have, uh, I've checked her out too. I've been, I've, I've heard a couple of speeches she's already done. As a matter of fact, so she's on fire, man. That's that's going to really rally the troops up. I think it's going to get people inspired. Uh, and, and you know what, man? My whole my whole thing is that I, I want people to remember that 
it's the people of this nation who has the power. It's the people who has to come together and, and remember that we do have the power and we vote these folks in office and these folks work for us. They don't, we don't work for them. They work for us. And that, and that goes hand in hand to at, you know, what Algernon and I were just talking about, you know, if we are more educated on these issues and if we talk more and spread this information around, we can maybe get, we can get these officials that we put these elected officials in office to do what we need them to do for us. Oh, you got it. You got it right on because, it's the 225th anniversary of our Constitution, and the, the two things that in America, the, the founding documents, the Declaration of the Constitution, along with the fact that we are a Christian nation and it was, and it was organized by Christians, to me, that's why we prospered so much. And uh, a lot of folks forget that, and uh, it's not about the government that, that is why we prosper. It's because of the people, right? That's right. Well, listen, my brother, I'm excited to be there. I'm going to bring some friends along with me. September 22nd, folks, make sure you be in Jolioki. I will definitely be down there, Pinnacle, North Carolina. We're going to do our thing. Plan to bring some friends with me. I hope you all will bring some friends with you all. And Kevin, find me, brother, and let me know who you are so we can we can uh, sit together and we can talk about some more things. Great. And uh, come, come ready to eat some Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Shout Thanks out to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely shout out to you too, man. That's Kevin. Kevin, I know you got a shout out, man. Give a shout out before you go, if you don't mind, my brother. Well, we like Algernon too, but I want to shout out to Steve Bennett, Major Dave, and V of the T, Velvet. There it is, man. Shout out to the same Thank folks, you. some of the same folks that I shouted out. See, we got double shout outs going on. See, that's that's how we do. That's how them kidnappers over there at the Tea Party do. I want to shout out to you for being a good father. I, I, I love that. <laughs> I've been a coach for thirty years, and that's what it takes. Woo. 30 years of coaching, we that, that you know what? That's a conversation we got to have right there. We're going to save that, though. Hey, Kevin, thanks for calling, brother, and make sure you call in more, man. Let us know what's going on over there. Absolutely. Love you, man. All thanks. All right. Love you, too, brother. Be safe. Be inspired. Al Janan. Yes, sir. See, man, see what I mean? They harassed me, calling on the phone, yeah. calling the they, show. They, 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 I'm telling you, they might be sitting outside your house, man. You better be, better be careful, right? Man, that reminds me of a press conference we did, but I, I'm not even going to go there right now. I'll get hate mail again. Anyway, moving along. Look, folks, we're talking about energy. I got my brother at Algernon Cash. You can find him on Twitter, AlgernonCash.com, Managing Director, Warren Gladden. This man does his thing. He's all over. Algernon, let me ask you, man, a, a lot of people are concerned about I, I even got an email here, uh, a text message, actually, about uh, energy in the past. Folks are saying that they did it wrong in the past, and now we want to open these, uh, uh, I don't even know how she put it, now we want to dig for more oil again. And I think she's just a little bit confused, uh, the person that sent me this message. I think they're just a little bit confused about what's going on, and they're talking about Shella, Shella uh, or what do they call it? Uh, what's the most popular term the, the for hydraulic, it? The other hydraulic fracturing or, or shell gas development. And, and, yeah, and but, I think, you know, Pudgy, you, were, you started to allude to this a little bit, before earlier on about how do people separate the difference between some of the myths that are out there and then obviously some of the facts. And, you know, I, again, you know, several years ago there was a documentary that came out. You may have even seen it. It was called Gasland. And in this documentary, if you recall, or you might have seen excerpts from the documentary, there were snapshots of a gentleman who turned his water on and the water would set fire. And basically what they were trying to say was that, the hydraulic fracturing that was going on in, in their community was essentially causing natural gas to leak into the water tables 
and yeah. cause the water to go on fire. Now, so when people see the, this movie Gasland and when they see things similar to Gasland, they get pretty frightened about it. I mean, you're, you're looking at water catching on fire, and people get pretty scared about it. The problem is people don't go beyond the movie. They don't go beyond the movie to do any research. Now, if they did, what they would find out is from that movie, the EPA actually did a study on that community, and yep. they found out that there was no scientific link between the, the water and what was going on in terms of the shale gas development. And, and what the EPA further, further announced was that they, they also believe that it is, it's entirely possible, and it's happened um, in the course of history, it's entirely possible for natural gas to just leak into the water tables naturally. I mean, it just happens. And so it has it, not been any scientific evidence that links what people saw in that movie Gasland to the, the actual shale gas development and the technology that goes along with that. Now, the, the thing that's making um, some of these oil wells viable once again is because, again, new technology is allowing us to go into these oil wells and be able to do concepts like slant drilling, where now all of a sudden we can drill in ways that we couldn't before. Sure. So a lot of oil companies, a lot of oil producers thought that these oil wells were exhausted. That they, and the reason why they thought that was because it was going to cost so much more money to be able to get the oil that was left in there that it wasn't cost-effective for them to do it because they knew they couldn't sell the oil on the open market to be able to, to make their dollars back. Well, now the cost of oil has obviously moved up, so the price of oil has, is, is, has made it so that it is cost-effective. And then you combine that with new technology that's available now, Pudgy, and you can go into some of these exhausted oil wells, and you, you can extract oil from wells that we thought that were no longer operating. But, again, we can't do any of this if Congress doesn't act and our president doesn't, doesn't start to show some leadership. Wow. How, how important is it uh, that we find a different resource uh, for energy in the U.S. Um, in the next 20 years? Well, I think we're already finding that we, we've found different sources for energy production. We, we know now that we can produce energy through solar, and, and even here in North Carolina, we have a um, budding wind industry business right here in North Carolina. Right now in North Carolina, the wind industry employs 34,000 people, and that's actually growing. Um, we, you know, the, the first tidal wave project just got opened off the coast um, up here in the northeast. And so now they're finding that in, 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 in Maine, they're finding that they can produce energy from tidal waves um, by creating these tidal waves underneath the ocean. So, I mean, we're, we're finding that there are alternative ways to produce energy. The problem with this is, Pudgy, is that none of these alternative ways, whether it's wind, solar, um, tidal, um, geothermal, in any of these other mechanisms that we're looking at, it, it, it doesn't have the ability to produce enough energy to basically supplant our base load energy supply. So that, that's why it's going to be virtually impossible to totally get rid of fossil fuels, so oil, natural mm -hmm. gas, and coal. What, what we can do is that we can start to produce and use energy more smartly so that we're not relying on fossil fuels as much as we were once before. And that's why we continue to say the solution is not to say, well, let's just pick one way and stick to that one way. It doesn't have to be one way. We, we need to have a diversified approach, and I also think states should be able to participate in that discussion, and states should, should be able to dictate um, what they want their energy strategy to be for their specific state. Here in North mm -hmm. Carolina, we have the ability – 
to um, take advantage of offshore oil exploration as well as shale gas development. Between those two things alone, Pudgy, we could create 250,000 jobs in this state right away. Wow. And and put people back to work. Wow, 250,000 jobs will do. Man, that's a major increase for folks that's out here hurting right now. We need something like that immediately. Pudgy, it's drastic here in North Carolina. I mean, right now in North Carolina, Pudgy, do you realize there's 728,000 people across our great state? They live on $30 a day or less. One out of four families are living in poverty in North Carolina. One out of five children are living in poverty. We have a 515,000 jobs deficit here in North Carolina. That means that the current pace that we're creating jobs in North Carolina, it'll be 2015, 2016, just before, just until we get back to our pre-recession peak. So we we we've got to do something here in North Carolina. We've got to we we need a catalyst that is going to lead us back to some sense of prosperity. And as you can hear in my voice, and you heard in my voice all night long, I firmly and I passionately believe energy production could be that catalyst. Wow, Algernon Cash. KRPRadioShow.com. Folks, if you're just tuning in, I'm on the air with this gentleman, and we're talking about energy exploration, past, present, and future. And uh, I also wanted to bring up some things because, you know, there's a lot of uh, noise and spending out here. There's a lot of people that don't understand that we really are broke, Algernon, that we really don't have the money in this country that we once had. Folks really don't believe that we are very close to an economic failure, a meltdown in this country, and people are still spending money like going out of style. How do we connect uh, true spending with the common uh, man? You know, I, that, that's a, honestly, Pudgy, the question that you're asking is extremely profound, and, and, and I'll tell you why. I, I actually believe that what's going on right now here in our country, you know, we, we just reached a $16 trillion national debt level. Yeah. We're running a $1.5 trillion budget deficit. That means every year we're adding another $1.5 trillion to the national debt. Mm-hmm. Now, to you and I and people like us, we hear numbers like this, and they frighten us. They almost keep us up at night. Um, but I think that a lot of average Americans, and again, people that just have a lot more going on, and maybe they don't get paid to pay attention to stuff like this like you and I do. They, 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 they have real lives. They're trying to just put food on the table, keep up with their kids, and, 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 and do right by their families. They don't have time to watch this stuff. And so when they hear $16 trillion, and I know they hear it on the news, and they hear it reported on Fox News and MSNBC and so forth, but, but Pudgy, $16 trillion for a family that may be getting by on forty or $50,000 a year, it, it's almost difficult for them to wrap their head around what, what people are talking about. They, they, I don't even think people fully understand the damage that we've created in this country. Now, right now in America, Pudgy, four out of every ten Americans are considered financially illiterate. Mm-hmm. Financially illiterate. Now, what do I mean by that? What I mean is financially illiterate, they can't even balance a basic checkbook. So if you can't balance a checkbook and maybe you got a few hundred dollars in the bank, you can't even comprehend and wrap your mind out around that. Yeah, I don't even begin to understand how do you wrap your mind around <laughs> one right. and a half trillion dollars of the national deficit or sixteen trillion dollars of the national debt load. I, I don't even know how to how to start to communicate it to you. The, yeah. the other thing yeah, that, that we have not... going on in our country is fifty percent of the people in our country aren't paying taxes into the system. There They're not go. even vested into the problem. 
So if, if I'm not even invested into the problem and I'm actually getting more out of the system than I'm putting in the system, why do I have any self-motivation to understand a $16 trillion national debt situation? So, so Pudgy, the question you asked is so profound. It's very deep, and it's one I actually it, I think about quite often. But mm-hmm. myself and I think a lot of other people out here that's out here trying to blow the horn on this situation, we haven't figured out how to get people to really wake up and understand that we've reached a critical point, not only in our country, Pudgy, but let's bring it close to home. I mean, you heard some of the numbers I just read off to you here in North Carolina. Right here in our own state, we have a tremendous problem. In areas like Scotland County, where the unemployment rate is 17%, yep. Yep. We, we, we need to be trying to figure out how do we help those people. So we, we've just got a critical problem, and I don't think it's just here in the country. It's right here close to home. It's right here in our backyard, right here in North Carolina. Whew. Man, you brought the heat, man. I mean, it, but it's reality, though, and, and it's what we're seeing on a large scale. I mean, there are kids who – can't begin to understand how to balance the checkbook. So I know when I get in these debates with people and they start talking about, you know, we're not as broke as we should be and $16 trillion is not much and Bush did this and we were at that, I'm going, wow. <laughs> Do you not understand what $16 trillion is? And then, I, and then I get back to the same place where I am right now, Ajanon, and I go, you know what? Majority of the people don't understand what $16 trillion is. Frankly, no one does. No one has seen $16 trillion anywhere. It's really a theoretical, but it's it's tied to a true existence. That's the reality That's of right. it. So a lot of people are saying, hey, $16 trillion is not really money, or $16 trillion, we can make money. Why We're not really broke. They just really don't understand the problem. And I'm afraid, and, and I hate to go here, man, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to convince anybody that the president is a bad guy, but really $16 trillion, we went from 10 to 16 in three years. So I'm thinking, common sense tells me that next three years, I'm just saying that, right? I'm just saying that. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I hope not. I hope you're wrong. Right? So common sense tells me, that if this money is tied to a jobless rate, an unemployment rate in this country, and we're at, we got from 10 to 6, when we go from 16 to 24 or 22, the job rate will go up again. It would double. Or well, at least Pudgy, you know, where we are. And, Pudge, I think there's, a, there's also something else going on here that a lot of people are missing, you know, just a year, a couple of years or so ago, our, our national gross domestic product, or you know, our national GDP, which yeah. is a measure of all the output of goods and services that we produce here in our country, that that number hit a record 15 trillion dollars. That means we have a 15 trillion dollar economy, yeah. one of the richest, one of the boldest in, in the entire world. Now that that sounds on the surface very good, and um, you know, and especially it sounds on the surface to be very good considering we achieved it coming out of a pretty nasty recession. Mm-hmm. The thing that scares me, Pudgy, and the thing that concerns me about American families and North Carolina families is the fact that we achieved this record GDP number. We achieved it with 9 million people less working in our economy. So that means what's going on right now is companies are getting more efficient, they're getting more smarter, and the growth that we're seeing in our economy right now, because we we're no longer in recession, 
The economy is growing and expanding, but the growth that we're experiencing is more so being driven by productivity gains and not necessarily new jobs being created. And so, you know, that's the real concerning fact. Again, when you think about the fact we got 23 million people out there that are, that are unemployed, 5 million people that are, that are long-term unemployed, and then, again, right here in North Carolina, we have a 515,000 jobs deficit. We've got to get Americans back to work, and I, I hate to keep harping on this. In order for us, to, in order for this to happen, Pudgy, we got to have a catalyst in our economy. You and I both remember, as we were coming out of the 80s, people were telling us that we needed to learn Japanese, that America yep. was on the decline, that we weren't going to make it, we couldn't survive. <laughs> but you know what happened in the 90s? We created 23 million jobs, and that's because we had a catalyst. That catalyst was technology. We got yep. this economy out of the slump, and, and we moved it forward. We can do it again, Pudgy. We've done it before. We've been here before. We can do it again, but we need seriousness, and we need leadership in Raleigh, and we need leadership in Washington, and we need it right away. Not not tomorrow. We need it today, right away. Yeah, yeah. And, and we also need education on the local front. You know, people really need to know what's going on in all areas of the local front. This needs to be the topic of discussion on these local talk shows, these television shows, the UNC TVs, that, at the universities, at the middle schools, elementary schools, and what may have you. Even in grassroots organizations, people need to understand what's really going on with debt and understand with energy in the future because if it's not energy, I don't know what our catalyst is, and I only can see failure. I can only see complete failure in this country. If we don't if we don't really adopt and implement these strategies with energy, we're in big trouble, Algernon. I, I think we are, and, and I'm, I'm right there with you, Pudgy. You know, I'm out here every day, and I'm talking to small business owners. I, I manage an investment bank, so I'm in the market. I, you know, I, I try to keep my finger on the pulse as, as best as I can. And I agree with you. As when I look out over the landscape, I don't see another catalyst. I don't see what else it could be. It's, it's not going to be the internet again. It, it's, it, we're not going to have another um, internet bubble. That's not going to happen. It, it, it's not going to be real estate because real estate is still very un, under a lot of stress and a lot of the prices are still depressed. So real estate can't lead us out of this. Normally, whenever we go into a recession, it's housing that leads us out of this, but it's not going to happen this time. So we've got to find that catalyst. And I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I, I, I know Mr. Obama tunes in every Sunday night, so when, I know he's out there listening. And I just want him to know that he's got to find a catalyst if he's going to move this economy forward. And if it's not energy, then I, he, he needs to be communicating to us to let us know what it is. Wow. Algernon Cash, folks, you're on the radio show with my man Algernon Cash and me, at symbol NC Pudgy on Twitter. You can also hit the show up on Twitter, at KRP Radio Show. We're also online, KRPRadioShow.com. I'll say it slow because they say that I say it too fast. K-I-R-P, radio show. Y'all like that. That was sexy one, baby. Okay, but anyway, I just want to move <laughs> along here. Listen, we're going to take a call out of the 919. We got quite a few people for you. Algernon, you good with taking some calls? Yeah, man, I'm, that's, what, that's what I thought we were doing tonight. I'm all with it. Let's do it, baby. The lines are lit up. We're going to go to the 919 really quick. Last three digits, 471. You hit one, so you're on the air with Algernon and Pudgy. What's up? Pudgy, Major Dave here. Go Tease, Mage, what's up, baby? Hey, how are you doing? Don't be how you doing, Dave? Yeah, Algernon and I both are, are victims of Bill LeMay's radio show. We just never linked up <laughs> together. 
Yeah, yeah, this is, this is good. I, and, I, I, and, and, Dave, I appreciate all the, the online support that you've been giving me over the last year or so. I, I really do. Oh, it's my pleasure. But, I, really, you struck a chord, and I have a particular energy situation I wanted to bring to your attention because I don't think we're alone here in the county and the rural areas. Our home is through Wake Electric Co-op, and as many people know, they don't really generate the power. They purchase it from other companies and then mm-hmm. redistribute it. But the federal yes. laws require all energy sellers to sell a certain percent of their energy and have it generated from alternative sources like wind, solar, or whatever. So mm-hmm. I went to a shareholders meeting at the co-op and, to my surprise, found out they write a check every year for as much as $1 million to a wind farm in Nebraska for the sole purpose of proving that they complied with that law. Now, there's no grid connectivity to bring that electricity here to North Carolina. So that wind farm in Nebraska gets a million-dollar bonus for nothing. We get nothing in return, but it's all required because of this federal mandate to produce so much energy from alternative sources. That gets passed on to us, the consumer, and our share as a customer is about $5.60 a month, so it's not a big deal, but that's how they're funneling money into all this alternative energy development. It's, an, it's a left-handed form of tax. Wow. Well, Pudge, you know, Dave is actually highlighting something that um, I, I was looking at actually this week, and it, it, it's... He's bringing up a really important fact, and it's one, again, I think a lot of people don't quite pay attention to. Now, you know, for the last few years, the president has been out on the stump telling people that he is all for an all-of-the-above energy strategy. And if you go to the White House blogs, they'll they'll be talking about that as well. But the reality is, Pudgy, in true Obama fashion, that's not the case. What what he is saying is that he's for an all-of-the-above energy strategy, while secretly behind the scenes, he's favoring just renewable energy technology. And the way they do it is by putting in the kind of mandate that Dave's talking about right now that basically promotes one type of energy production over another. And, and it, it, that, that's not – we don't believe that's fair. I think that wind, solar, nuclear, tidal, geothermal, all these various sources, mm-hmm. I think they have a place, but I think they need to be able to compete and, and compete in a fair and open kind of way and not with the government picking winners and losers. And, and so, you know, and, and, this, and we see this, Pudgy, we see this across the board. You know, the President's American Jobs Act, I wrote about that. You can read about it at algenoncash.com. The reason why I'm not in favor of the President's Jobs Bill is because when you look at the tax changes that he wants to make, it's a bunch of temporary tax cuts that are very targeted. And, they, and again, this administration continues to show that they are just dead set on picking winners and losers instead of allowing the private sector to compete on its own. And, and that's, the real, that's the real point, I think, that Dave is highlighting right now. Well, this is what they do, uh, Algernon and, and Major Dave. You guys both know that this is what they do in true Obama fashion, in true Obama form. And I'm not bashing the gentleman. I'm not. I Listen, I think there's a beautiful place for Barack Obama, President Barack Obama, in this society, and I'm glad that a black man could become the president. But besides that, 
you got to bring your A game, man. And he's not bringing his A game. They're doing things like this in true democratic form. They're not cooperating. They're not operating under the laws of capitalism. This shows you the crony capitalism that they do. Look at this. This is what they do. Pudgy, you couldn't be more right, but honestly, it's the doctrine of unintended consequences. And I only say that because I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. But there's so <laughs> much legislation being passed in Washington that's never actually been analyzed down to the actual consumer level. Is this really going to do what we intend it to do? And by the time they pass the law, you know, it's not like they test it in the lab first. They pass the law, like Pelosi said, we've got to pass it so you can see what's in it. And then they find out after it's already law that the destructive side of it is so much worse than any benefit that comes out of it. Well, then Congress has to backpedal in order to keep themselves from looking foolish. So who's really driving the train up there? And that's why these November elections are so important, that we get get away from these establishment candidates. I heard the ad for Dan Forrest earlier, and I was grateful for that, because it's people who've been in the business community that understand, like Algernon, what works and what doesn't work. Those right. are the people that we need in Washington and Raleigh making those kind of decisions for us. Man. Well, Dave, I, 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 think you're, I, I think you're really – I think you're hitting on it, I mean, in, in terms yeah. of – you know, if you if you look at our if you look at our political system and our, our our system in general, if if we would get back to the way that our founding fathers really wanted our system to work, the laboratories that Dave is talking about right now, they exist at the state level. That that's that the, the way our system is designed. Every state in this country is basically a laboratory for public policy, and, and it's a great way for us to figure out if public policy works first at a state and local level, and if it works great for North Dakota or works great for California, then we start figuring out, okay, is this something that we need to adopt as a nation? And then we run it through the sausage-making machine up in Congress and we produce some type of a national policy. But right now that process has really gotten inverted. They've hitting it spot on. Congress throws these bills out. They write all this legislation, and most times they haven't really tested it to figure out is this something that can really work from a national perspective? And we do get really we, – we get hit with a lot of unintended consequences, mainly because Congress isn't forward-thinking. And, and, and I can't put all the blame on Congress because at the end of the day, once that bill is drafted, it still has to come to the president. And, and I Absolutely. believe the administration is failing on their job in terms of analyzing some of this stuff and making certain that they're only creating laws that are good for Americans and not just pu- pushing out a bunch of legislation with no real solutions. Well, here we stand in the middle of an economic meltdown with solutions on the table, and we're not acting on these at all. Um, I don't know where we're going to go from here. I do remember a time when President Obama came to the table, and he was in support of renewable energies and um, solar energy, wind, and all the things that we're talking about tonight. But somehow that totally disappeared, and and here we stand with this crony capitalism with these programs that you know Major Dave highlighted here just a few minutes ago. And this has to change, and somehow we have to bring this to uh, the the American people, and we have to really get people abreast of what's really going on. Outside of race, outside of everything else, we really got to tell people, hey, this is on the table because we are not working. People are hurting, and they're going to continue to hurt as much as they as more as, as, if they keep spending money, and we're not making any money, we're going to die out here. 
frankly, that's what it is. That's the end-all, be-all. And if you want to get through to the hearts and minds, you got to get past the skin. It is, man. And, and you got to make a loop around the pocketbook. Um, <laughs> and you you, you got to make a loop around the pocketbook so you can't get to nobody's heart and mind if, if they if they pocketbook ain't healthy. I mean, that's right. Because I'm grumpy when I'm broke. I keep it 100. Y'all can say what you want. Hey, I love the Lord and I love people, but I like to have a little bit of paper. I mean, I work hard. I don't I don't work for nothing. Don't get it. That's through. right. Major Dave, hey, you got a shout out from list and free up the line here. But I look forward to seeing you, at Joe Miyoki, on the 22nd. I will be in Jolioki with my recorder and ready to listen to you, my brother. Awesome. Have a good one. You got hey, Dave, right. thank oh, you. you go Dave, like that. Dave, thank you for everything. Thank you for everything you're out there doing, by the way. Thank you, Algernon. We'll get together sometime soon. Yo, Dave, okay, hold on. Okay, you too. Oh, okay. Hey, Dave. Yeah. You can't leave like that. You forgot what show you on, man. You got to give a shout-out before you get up out of here. No, I actually, when they moved him over to the other station, I hadn't been able to get back on his show. But uh, a great talk show in the Raleigh area is Bill LeMay. He's on in the afternoon on 8.50 a.m., and you can catch him online at www.wptf.com, and that's the 8.50 a.m. from 3 to 7. He'll keep your company going home with the latest on politics happening uh, across the state and around the country, and he's definitely a conservative Tea Party favorite guy and uh, just as solid conservative as you could ask for. So if you want to hear another side of the story, check out Bill LeMay. You can find him on Facebook yeah. and online. Shout out to Bill LeMay. See, that was a B.I.G. shout out right there, Major Dave. I appreciate you, brother, and we'll hear from you again. Awesome. Take care. All right, brother. Be blessed. So, Algernon, I'm reading some of these things because uh, I pulled up some stats here, and these are 2010 or maybe 11 numbers that I have. I don't know if you have anything more recent or you know of anything more recent. But um, I'm looking at the black community here and knowing that we spend a lot of money in this economy, a lot of paper. I'm talking about $507 billion annually. That's right. Wow. That's a lot of paper. Oh, you're right, and... and it is, and you know the the again the thing that sort of you know really hits me the the wrong way, and and the thing that I think a lot of people should be aware of, um, you know when you look at uh, black household family wealth compared to white household family wealth, it, it, there's about a ten times difference. So that means on average, um, white families have a net worth on average of at least sixty thousand dollars. Black families tend to have a, a net worth on average of six thousand dollars. Um, so you, you're right. We we are large consumers within the economy, but mm-hmm. um, the, the, the the challenge is to, to try to get more African Americans to understand the power of saving and investment, and you know, being an entrepreneur and, and actually being an owner of something, whether it's owning your own home or owning a business or, or or you know, just owning something here in our country. And and you know, again, you heard me at the outset of our discussion tonight, Budgie, really talk about how certain public policies are destroying the black communities. And, again, if you look at prior to the 1970s and you look at um, what was going on in black communities, 40% of African Americans owned their own business. Um, You had black-owned banks and attorneys and and et cetera, et cetera. And now when you look in black communities, you've got an unemployment rate of somewhere around 18%, and you've got um, black teen unemployment at 40%. So, you know, if if these democratic policies 
have been designed to help us, I I, I pray they stop helping us because <laughs> I, I, I don't see how these policies are helping us, but, but instead they're really harming us and they're destroying us. Well, look, man, you let me just let me put it all out here on the table. You're a straight shooter, so I know you would correct me, even though you do it nice sometimes. I've heard you on different shows. I'm 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 a, I'm a fan. But I just want to put this out here and please correct me if I'm wrong for my listeners because I've known to be wrong. I have been wrong before. But we've been voting Democrat as a black community, talking directly to my black folks in our communities. We've been voting Democrat for the last 30 to 40 years, if not more. And to me, if I'm a, I am an employer, by the way, in th- four different times. But if I have an employee that is not effective at their job, or if I have a manager who's not running one of my locations properly, I'm going to terminate them. And they should know why, and they should accept that, whether they do or not, because it's performance. If you're not performing properly and my company is failing at your hand on your watch, you deserve to be fired. That's McDonald's. That's all, any of these chains out here that you can name. Anytime they have an employee, because let's let's get it for real now. Let's let's be straight about this. Government officials are our employees. Elected officials are employees of the people. So if we have these people, okay, that we okay Clint Eastwood. Now you ain't gonna bring Clint Eastwood on, are you? <laughs> uh, see, see, man, Clint, you talked about this, right? And he just stole my idea because I've been saying this for about five, six years now. <laughs> but shout out to Clint in that empty chair because I got one in my front yard, by the way. But um, what I was saying is that uh, these people are our employees, and they are ineffective people, black people in our communities. I don't understand the disconnect that we just can't see. Now, some people attribute it to how Republicans are non-existent, for the most part, the party being non-existent in the black community. I've heard it I heard it uh uh I've heard people say money. You know, I've heard people talk about how how money is the reason. Um you know, Republicans have all the money and they just want to see us broke and you know, blah 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 blah. And I just don't get it because we all aspire to make money, we all aspire to do well. No one goes into a business and says, hey, you know what? I just want to do good for two years, and then I want to be broke. Are you kidding me? You know, I didn't even want to throw this out here, but Mitt Romney doesn't have Magic Johnson paper. You know, no one's talking about all these businesses, and I'm not knocking Magic. I'm not knocking them, but no one's talking about all these businesses. He opens in the black community and then somehow sells them off to another group of shareholders, and they close, and it turns end up being a parking lot. So let's let's get fair and let's really put all the cards on the table when you criticize Mitt Romney. And I'm not a Mitt Romney supporter. Let me put that out here, too, by the way. Okay, but I do think he's the man for the job on the economic forefront. Okay, the same way I thought President Obama was the man for the job compared to uh, John McCain, which I was so wrong, so wrong, because I just don't agree with his social issues. And I can't get past that. That's just me, though, as or not. So when you lay all the cards out on the table, man, and you look at that, the fact that we've been voting Democrat for so long and we've been failing, if anything, black folks should be moving towards independence, being an independent. If you don't want to be Republican because they weren't there, they weren't in our neighborhoods, why aren't you an independent? I don't get it. Well, Pudgy, you know, again, I, I think you're bringing up a, a fairly 
deep and profound issue. I think there's some real reasons around why you see what you're seeing. And you're right, African-Americans have largely been voting Democrat since the 1970s after the Voting Rights Act passed. Was, was Voting Rights Act was passed in 1964. Now, prior to then, African-Americans started making their, I guess you could say, their pilgrimage away from the Republican Party to the Democratic Party. That trend actually started in the 1930s with the election of Roosevelt. Um, as you can imagine, the Great Depression impacted black families even greater than it impacted white families. And so a lot of black families started shifting parties because they wanted to support Roosevelt. They really liked the concept of the New Deal, and they, they felt like the New Deal would be something that would help them. Um, now, that, that process sort of decelerated a little bit. And then, obviously, again, after 1964, when the Voting Rights Act was passed, that process accelerated once again. Now, to, to take some famous words from someone that I think is just a remarkable African-American um, and somebody that is central to our history, black people have been led astray, run amok. Um, <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, it's, that's, and that's basically what Malcolm X said. I mean, yes, you know, they, we, we have basically been led astray. We've been run amok here. And we, we've been hoodwinked, I mean, and so forth. I mean, the, and, and the reason why I say that is because, Prior to 1964, Democrats didn't even want black people to vote. Um, and then all of a sudden, when black people were allowed to vote, all of a sudden they wanted to do stuff for us. And so right. they started creating all these housing programs and these welfare programs and programs for this and programs and for that. Programs. And, and, this, and, and, this, and, this, and all these programs basically took, you know, African Americans prior to these programs, we were largely independent, we were a largely independent community. We were largely self-sufficient, and these programs have weakened our communities. Prior to the uh, prior to the advent of all these government programs that I'm talking about, 80 percent, 80 percent of African American families had a mother and father. That number is now down to 20 percent. So if if, if you're going to sit and have me believe that these programs have helped our communities, I, I, the, the numbers and the facts and the statistics say something completely different. So so Pudgy, that's number one. Number two is this. Um, a lot of African Americans are not engaged. They're, they're not out here studying the issues. They're not out here understanding the, 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 the detriment and the impact that some of these programs are having on our communities. And so they just go along with the myth or they go along with the talking points or they go along with the sound bites. That's number two. But then number three, I, I think you spoke partly to it just a moment ago. Republicans have largely given up on the African-American community. And so we don't even particularly try to figure out how to formulate a message that connects with that community, formulate a message to help them understand that we've got ideas and strategies and policies that are going to benefit the African-American community. We've just sort of let them go to the wayside. The Democrats already know that African-Americans are going to vote for them, so they don't worry about them either. I mean, and so when you look at the DNC and you look at the primetime speakers, they had every other minority out there speaking at the DNC, whether it was Hispanic or women and so forth, but I didn't see any prominent African-Americans coming out there. So, I mean, I, I think the Democrats take African-Americans, um, uh, you know, for advantage. The Republicans don't worry about them at all. And, and so that, that's, I mean, it, it's, 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 it's terrible, Pudgy, because that, that our population of people are becoming further and further disengaged from the process. Better believe it. You better believe it. And, and, I, man, I, I saw something at the DNC, and, man, I wasn't even going to go here. I, I released a video on it uh, on YouTube. You guys, check my YouTube out. It's uh, YouTube.com backslash KIRP Radio Show. And these fools 
And and I call a fool a fool. Look up what a fool is in the Bible. The Bible can tell you exactly what a fool. So these fools actually voted to take God. Well, they didn't vote. They took God out of their platform. The word God. So I assume the representation of God. That's how I read it. That you know, that's how I read into what they did. They took God out of their platform. It was some noise about it. So then they added. They voted to add God back to their platform. Now, I'm not trying to get on the religious tip with anybody, but was that even necessary? I mean, it shows you, and, and, and then I have so many black folks talking about, you know, how much they believe in Christ. And, and I know you're not a minister, but I'm going to go here for a minute. <laughs> it's like, you know, we have so many people talking about, I just heard somebody mention that Obama should be ordained to be a pastor. I said, man, you got to be kidding me. Are you serious? Ordain President Obama to be a pastor. He shall automatically be ordained. And I just, I've, I've heard well, it all. Well, he, well, he, well, well, he does speak so well, you know. Man. <laughs> he, he, he does remind me of one of them, them pimping from the pulpit peaches. That's exactly what it reminds me of, man, because we're getting pimped, and that's just a fact. That's going on around this country We are getting played Because folks just don't pay attention And the man is a constitutional scholar Whether he was good at it in class or not Somebody on his team understands that Somebody on the Democratic platform In their playbook They understand that Because it keeps happening over and over And folks aren't paying attention To what's going on You can't tell me If I had your bank account And you had $10 in it And I spent six of it In in three hours You wouldn't notice it We were in $10 million $10 trillion in debt We went for 16 in three years And nobody's still saying nothing about it Are you kidding me man? You know, every other month, I, every month I hear them come out with a new jobs number and how the Jobs Act is doing this and it's adding more jobs, and I can't see it. I know people down at the Manpower. I take my ass down there and sit there some days and help people out with their applications, and I don't hear people even talking about that. Any given day, I'm helping a 50-year-old woman with her damn application, and this man talking about jobs in this country, and people still excited about an $8 a damn hour. Are you kidding me? So all this nonsense and all this noise people talking about, Obama's doing this and there's jobs here, there's jobs there, that's bull. Put up or shut up. That's what I got to say. Put it up. Let me see it. Prove it to me. Because you can't prove to me because I'm out here seeing it. Well, Pudgy, I tell you, man, I, I think that you're spot on. And obviously your your passion, I think you're – you're certainly expressing the same thing that a lot of families are feeling tonight. And I think people are just frustrated, man. I mean, I think they're very frustrated. But at the same time, I, I think that in, amongst the African-American community, we we feel some sense of obligation to support this man because he looks like us. And um, and I take a lot of criticism, as, I sh- as I'm sure you do as well, um, for, for going against the grain here. But I, I think that it's more important to be true to your values, and what you believe in, and, and if that means that um, you know we we don't support somebody that looks like us, I, I don't I don't I don't care. I don't care if the next president does look like me. What I do care about is is somebody that can get up in Washington and lead, and 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 put Americans back to work so that we can get our economy moving forward, and and we can we can get back to the the days of prosperity that we that we've always had in this country. So I think you and I are on the same page there. Hey man, it's it, it's it's a serious situation. It is. It's, it's passionate. I'm very passionate about it because 
you know, I hear people talking about the presidential races. I hear people on the law scale. I hear people all over the country. But we're losing locally. Uh, you know, I, I hear people arguing with me about why I'm not supporting the black president. And you're not supporting the black cousin, brother, sister, in-law, whatever you might call it, neighbor in your neighborhood. And neither are you supporting your neighborhood in general, period. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not talking. I'm saying if this is how people are connecting, you know, if we're talking about that, that's what that's the topic, and, and that's what I'm speaking on. But people aren't connecting with their communities at all, period. So I don't understand how you can immediately be some 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 uh, uh, um, amazing, I don't know, presidential uh, speaker. You know what I mean? You auto, you automatically wake up one day, you know what's going on with national politics, and you don't even know your mayor. Yeah, no, I, and again, I, I, no, no, you're exactly right. And I think people do have to make sure they're studying their local their local races. They've got to make sure they're engaged. I mean, the your mayor and your school board members and your county commissioners and your state house representatives, um, they have a, a extreme great impact on your day to day life, and 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 quite frankly, even more of an impact than you know what's going on in Washington at times. I mean, you. You look at something like education, for example, I mean, largely the Department of Education just exists to, to sort of oversee national, um, national education policy, and then the department exists also as, as a vehicle for transfer payments to move money back down the states. But it, it's your state government, it's your state Department of Public Construction, it's your local school board. Those are the people that are having the greatest impact on the quality of how your child gets educated, how does yes, that school get resourced? You know, where do schools get built? And so if you're not paying attention on a local level, on a state level, um, you're really doing yourself and your entire community a disservice. That's a beautiful way to end the show right there, man. You, you just said a mouthful of words. You weren't as uh, emotional. That's the word I use a lot. You weren't as emotional as I am because sometimes I just lose my cool on this stuff, man, because I, I actually see what's going on with these folks out here, and you can't help everybody even if you want to. And then even the people that are hurting, if you try to help them and, and arm them with information, even they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear what put them in that situation a lot of times. Sometimes people put themselves in those situations, but, you know, sometimes you are a victim of circumstance. And that's what we see a lot going on out here, and that's what I'm seeing. So, you know what, brother? All we can do is continue to do our thing, and and I and I just want to tell you, man, you have my full support. Um, you're welcome on this show anytime. You always do an excellent job. You always leave us with some knowledge. You always drop some jewels on us. So you're definitely welcome on this show anytime, regularly. Whatever you think, man, we can get on the phone and we can talk about it, or we can meet over lunch, dinner, or breakfast. And uh, we can talk about you coming on the show more because I think what you offer is something beautiful. And and I know you're a trailblazer. You're all the way around. You, you know, you're all around the world. But, you know, you have a home here as well. So I just want to let you know that, no, man. But, and, uh, and, and and I really appreciate that offer. And I'd say, you know, yeah, you know, you and I, let's connect and talk about, um, you know, how we can do this more often. I also know that we've got this whole movie thing that we're talking about, trying to put together yeah. a movie and, and just better educate people about sort of where we came from and, and how we were able to do it. So I'm really excited about that. And and I just want to say, you know, as, as we sort of get ready to close off here, you know, there are a lot of people out there listening. I, I don't know your individual situation. I don't want to pretend to know your individual situation. I'm sure there's some of you that are listening tonight 
that are in great situations, and I'm certain there's some people out there that are just wondering how they're going get, to get the light bill paid this week. And, and I just want to say that, you know, we, we can jump on air and we, we sit and we all get very passionate and we debate the issues and that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, despite whatever circumstances that you might be in out there, whoever you are, um, you, you have the power and you have the ability to change it. And certainly I know things seem challenging and they seem dark sometimes, and it seems like the people that you have chosen and elected to lead and, and, and to do some of this stuff for you, it just seems like it's not happening. And, and I, know that, that, I know that gets you feeling disheartened. But don't be disheartened. Understand that you have the power and the ability. Everything that you need to be successful in your life, you have it on the inside of you. All you have to do is clarify your values. All you have to do is establish a vision for yourself. All you have to do is figure out what your purpose in life is. And once you answer those three questions, you lock those three things in as, as deep as you can. You get out there. You run as hard as you can. You work as hard as you can. And you ignore all distractions, including some people out here. And so I just want to say that to the people that are listening. No matter what your situation is, you can lock in and you can overcome it. I love that, man. I, I can't top that. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the KRP Radio Show. That was just Algernon Cash. You can find him. He's the managing director of a company called Warden Gladden. Also founded the Warden Gladden Foundation. Uh, look him up, AlginonCash.com. He's on Facebook. He's on Twitter. He's everywhere, man. You can also find me on Twitter, at uh, symbol NC Pudgy. You can find the show on iTunes. You guys know where we are, man. You know what we do. Remember, man, God is love. Love is God. I appreciate you guys for rocking with the show. Next week, we'll be right back. We're going to do it again. So stay with us and make sure you show some love. Don't forget, man, open your mouth. Speak to somebody, strike up a conversation, and you never know what you can do from there. Be empowered, be inspired. We are out of here. One love.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.